I'm David Heitler Clevens. And I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And this is Music for the New Revolution. You will not be shaking all over. You give me fever. I got it from Agnes, she got it from Jim. our coronavirus yes. two show yes still quarantined you know, it's a pandemic there's lots to talk about and uh and things have changed since we last talked about it haven't they have they really <laughs> well they've gone from bad to worse okay. i would say yes okay it's very very <laughs> frustrating uh, when will this be over i know it seems like it goes on and on but then also it seems like when I think of actually how many months it's been, it it's surprising to me that it's really been like less than half a year when it feels like we've been in this forever, you know? It is forever, David. <laughs> <laughs> forever and a day. <sighs> but we have a very special episode planned with lots of interviews and things, so uh, I think that it will be, it'll be cool. Um, even though we're talking about some awful stuff, hopefully... Mm-hmm. Um, People will enjoy the uh, both the music and the commentary. Yes, I will do my best to try and stay positive and be present. All right, excellent. <laughs> well, I couldn't resist doing that same montage that we did in part one because mm-hmm. it was too much fun, and uh, and I also have a limited number of songs <laughs> in my mind about sickness and pandemic and stuff. Although there are certainly other ones. I was, yes. You know, it's also uh, amazing how each one of those songs now has new meaning. Yeah. Uh, hearing it this time, I was thinking, all right, don't stand so close to me. Hmm. Yes. Completely yes. changes the meaning of the song. Well, it's, you know, I think this happens with all really huge, you know, earth changing events. I mean, I, I felt like after 9 11, you know, there were all these songs that suddenly felt like they were about that even though they weren't and mm. you know i think wilco had a whole album where all, where all these things about tall buildings shake and you know yeah. all these things that sounded like they had somehow foretold the future mm-hmm. you know and uh it was kind of eerie but i think it's just that you know when you're think when when so many people are thinking about the same thing you know every song seems to be about that right yeah yeah it it it, it is uh eerie and in and in some ways prophetic too right right uh, i was at a did I say this last time? I was at a party and I, and uh, uh, the pre-COVID and, um, you know, we were having a few drinks. It was right around Christmas. And all of a sudden I started making up this song and I, I, just because we were sitting around in a circle playing guitar. And this one dude goes, dude, you're remembering that from the future. <laughs> 
Uh, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes when I'm writing something, I do feel like I'm remembering it from the future. Yeah. Back to the future. Yeah. Well, so, um, since well, we have a lot of interviews, maybe mm-hmm. we should uh, get going with a little bit of music. Actually, I have a fairly short thing that we could start with mm-hmm. that's um, from a longtime friend of mine, uh, Bev Grant from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sent me this song that's uh, Coronavirus Blues. Mm-hmm. So how about we get started with yes. that and then we could talk some more. Awesome. Stay at home, cold road, the virus, COVID-19. 
Yeah. Bev has a great soulful voice, doesn't she, Rodney? That is one of the best songs I've heard in a long time. That is so cool. Oh, Bev will be very glad to hear you say that. That is so cool. I I want to share that with everyone I know. Excellent. That's cool. Excellent, excellent. We should interview her sometime, too. Yeah. Where is she? Where is she? I did actually interview her at the People's Music Network uh, convergence in January, but it was in a very noisy cafeteria, and I unfortunately don't think we can ever use that particular interview, so we'll just have to do another one with her. Yes. We have to interview. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's obvious that this pandemic this this you know uh world changing situation has been a big inspiration to a lot of creative uh people including songwriters Mm -hmm. and um so you know it's really interesting to me all the different angles that people have taken Mm. uh and and uh it just seems very rich you know for for that yeah you know and i think the interesting thing is that um in a way, I think the situation is kind of making us all rethink a lot of things, or at least it has that possibility mm-hmm. of allowing us to kind of think, how do we really want to be mm-hmm. in this life? Yes. And uh, and hopefully some of those kinds of soul-searching kinds of things that come out of this will last beyond this year or so of this extreme situation and, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll actually be able to make some significant changes. I do think we will. I think some, some things are, um, well, you know how I, I've talked about before in our other show, uh, how, um, I think that one of the things that has made, uh, the, um, black lives matter movement so powerful is the fact that everybody's home. Mm-hmm. And for the first time they were in a space where they could really pay attention to what was going on in uh, around the issue of social justice, then I think people also have a sense of what's really important to them from being around their family and 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 missing their friends and and in some cases missing their family. I think uh, right. there there is a big difference. Plus, the air is cleaner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if we could keep that going once mm-hmm. things really truly open up. Because yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, that positive effects that have have it's had on the mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we were thinking about this idea that that people have been inspired to create around this, you know, there's a there's a couple people that we interviewed that actually have made entire albums related to the current situation. And mm-hmm. the one of the first people that that we really wanted to focus on was um, David Rovix, who mm-hmm. lives out in Portland, Oregon, where things mm-hmm. are really heated up these days um, in other ways. But we got to interview him and. We're going to kind of feature him in a pretty significant way in this episode because um, we're going to include a whole bunch of his songs that relate to this situation. Um, Let's get into our interview and songs from David. The onset of the pandemic uh, definitely inspired a spurt. I mean, I was writing every day for, for like three weeks or so, you know, but it, it calmed down a little. That's what I wanted to, you know, you did a great segue into talking about this this uh, body of songs that you've written about the mm-hmm. pandemic. And uh, since we're planning on featuring a number of them, it'd be great to talk about mm-hmm. a few of them, uh, you know, where they came from and, you know, some other aspects of, of these mm-hmm this whole oh, sure. album of uh, COVID-19 songs you've yeah. created. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, it was just basically, uh, I mean, the, the, everything has changed, right? So, I mean, I had the same kind of experience, actually, although I didn't write quite as much uh, at the time, but I had the same kind of experience when Trump 
won the election and after 9-11 and when Occupy Wall Street began. Uh, I mean, there's certain seminal moments where there's a lot going on and, or at least in my life, there's a lot going on. I mean, I was, I was doing a tour when Occupy was happening. So it was like the, the amazing, I, to, I toured Occupy. You know? mm-hmm. I had I toured 30 cities in North America, which was the plan already. And mm-hmm. then it, it happened to coincide with the beginning of the Occupy camp. So it was just like the most perfectly timed tour. Although it was a financial disaster mm-hmm. because you know all my audiences were outdoors at the Occupy camp. Yeah. But, but it was like one of those experiences where everything is is different now. There's something happening. The discourse in the media is different now. Everybody is having this experience. What not the same experience, but like as some poet recently said, everybody's not in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. And mm-hmm. it's a global experience that, to one degree or another, we're all having the same global experience or some aspect of the same of it about it. And um, that is very unusual and powerful and in so many ways and there's so many different aspects of it and basically every day I was just waking up and thinking about a different aspect of of this situation and writing about it and um and then things were changing week to week so then there was more to write about but everything can change so quick yeah yeah so you have uh, there's 15 songs on this collection did you write more than everything what you decided to put on the recording on the recording those are just all the songs I've written about that, that are basically related to the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. or in one case related to the last big pandemic. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's yeah. Insane. So yeah, and I just wrote another one this morning, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very, very awesome. So uh, I, I, I have to say, I, I, David turned me on to the album. I, I had not known. It. I said I'm a fan or a super fan. Um, I'm also a, a songwriter, composer, filmmaker. I, I think of myself okay. as a, a, at this point in my life, I could say I'm a storyteller and I just use mm. lots of different mediums to tell stories. And I like it. Yeah. Cause it's so complicated because people will go, well, what do you like more writing songs or producing other artists or what, what? I'm telling stories and I like telling stories. So it just depends. But, um, I think I'm going to start using that. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's just so much easier because then people yeah. don't go, which one do you like better? Yeah. Um, but I was, I mean, I fell immediately fell in love with so many of your songs on this recording. And what about the first song on the on the uh, the Corona climate catastrophe? Which I love that song. It's so mm. clever and cool. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, that was the first one I wrote on the subject when it was becoming uh, like it had already been a news story in terms of the, the situation in China. And, and the, I think uh, Trump had already banned travel from China. And but uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite becoming a uh, thing in the U.S. And I actually wrote it uh, just before flying off to Australia to do what was supposed to be a, a two week uh, tour there, which turned into a one week uh, quickly aborted tour when I came <laughs> back to Portland just before the borders closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was, uh, I, I think I have to a large extent, um, though it's not that uh, playlist is just in order of how, of, of me writing the songs over mm. the past several uh-huh. weeks. Mm-hmm. The virus is spreading. I'm under lockdown, they got a quarantine on the whole town. No face masks left from coast to coast. Running out of things folks want the most. As everyone stays home and waits to find out what might be their fate. 
the biggest flows of refugees across the Mediterranean Sea. On the move, evermore from Honduras to El Salvador. Reactionaries on the rise, Mussolini reprise. It's 2020, the decade has just begun. With any luck, we just might make it to 2021. Leaning over, riding mobs, tired of the lack of decent jobs. Without lives, people wanna live. Something it seems had to give. Fascists looking for someone to blame. From India to Brazil, it's the same. It's 2020. The decade's just begun. With any luck, we just might make it to 2021. Bush all burning, towns destroyed, then the flooding, filling the void, left by the loss of the plants and soil, but they keep digging for coal, drilling for oil, as if the end times weren't right here, just go shopping, do not fear, it's 2020, the decade's just begun, with any luck we just might make it to 2021. They're miniaturizing nukes again, red button subs and orange men. Resistance grows on many lines, from rebellions to election signs. Yellow vests, austerity, billionaires and Bernie. It's 2020, the decade's just begun. With any luck, we just might make it to 2021. Virus is spreading, I'm under lockdown, they got a quarantine on the whole town. The beginning of the process is, uh, is actually usually really uh, the same. It's I come up with a hook line and I don't always know it's a hook line because oftentimes for me, the best hook lines are often just a really basic statement of the obvious. Mm-hmm. But it's also a statement of the obvious that might not be obvious to everyone sometimes. Like I just like the song I just wrote, um, the, the, the hook line is um, each couch by the street has a story. Mm. But uh, I was thinking about like all the because when I was walking yesterday, putting up <laughs> uh, don't pay the rent signs, uh-huh. I just came across more couches again mm-hmm. in the in these fine couches uh, on the sidewalk in every neighborhood in this city and they're all over the place and this is not normal and this is not how it usually is mm. people are leaving their apartments in a rush because i assume in many cases because they can't pay they pay, can't afford to pay the rent and they don't know there's just been a suspension on evictions mm-hmm. and I, i'm hearing a lot of stories about people who actually uh, it's their roommate that can't pay the rent, but they can because they're in a group house. And, and then mm. the one who can pay the rent is worried about getting evicted because of the one who can't pay the rent. So there's a lot of sort of semi-voluntary moving out kind of stuff going mm. on. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, uh, but I think a lot of it is about people not knowing. Uh, but anyway, that song um, was, uh, yeah, I just saw all these couches and I thought, you know, there's all these couches on the sidewalk and you, you, you just, then you realize, oh, that's a hook line, you know. Mm. Each couch by the street has a story. Some were brand new just last year. Looks like days ago, someone had a door key. It was in a living room, not here. Getting covered in leaves falling down. 
getting soaked each time it rains. Did someone split quickly, head out of town? Perhaps whoever left these coffee stains. Each couch by the street has a story. I wonder what this one may be. Another one too dry to have been out for long. It was once someone's property. Did they leave their home and move into a car or find a sofa to sleep on at a friend's place? Did they stay near or go away far, disappear with hardly a trace? Each couch by the street has a story, one that ended without a yard sale. No one's buying much in the pandemic. Most any such plans are derailed. Along with the crashing economy, all the people who just got the sack could just be a time for society to have one another's back. Each couch by the street has a story, and those stories will soon multiply. Once the ban on evictions is lifted, once thousands more people have died. While we're here in a country that's failed, when the moratorium is through, when they come to evict your neighbors, what will you do? Each couch by the street has a story. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Don't Pay the Rent song is, is the one that I've been, uh, you know, sort of, uh, the concept I've been most involved with promoting. But a lot of the songs also, like Our Imagination, mm-hmm. I'm really happy with I the love lyrics. that one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I want to make a flyer out of the lyrics because I think it would work well just as a, as mm-hmm. a flyer to get people thinking. About yeah. It's at moments like these. Everything is in the air. The possibilities are nowhere and everywhere. You got to break a bone to set it, and now all we are is broke. A lot of folks are saying it's time to be woke, and they're not talking about microaggressions, but the really big ones. The basic assumptions, like planets circling suns, but there are no natural laws that built your mansions or your tents. These are creations of society, just like mortgages and rent. It's a future of uncertainty, but our liberation can only be as free as our imagination. If you were born and raised to believe it's sacrosanct That whoever has a whole lot of money in the bank Deserves to then live off of the wealth from the houses they own And if they raise your rent you can move or take out a loan Then how can you demand your human rights? If you don't believe you have any as if you deserve your plate But if things were hard before, now the system has flatlined Time for those basic rights to be redefined It's a future of uncertainty, but our liberation can only be as free as our imagination.
all these vaunted freedoms added to the Constitution as an afterthought after Shays' Rebellion did not include the right to land or the right to eat or the right for human beings not to be dying on the street. It's moments like these when we're standing on the edge that we might catch the strongest breeze to the land furthest from the ledge. We can fly, you know. All you need is wings. We can house and feed each other. Together, we can do anything. It's a future of uncertainty. But our liberation can only be as free as our imagination. It's at moments like these, everything's in the air. The possibilities are nowhere and everywhere. These are all songs that are written from from uh, reading the news or listening to the news obsessively for the past uh, several months but i mean the uh, i think the pandemic of 1918 is a uh, mm -hmm. you know, wrote that song world war was raging like the earth had never seen a whole generation lined up in the trenches with killing machines but aside from a few islands and some mountain peaks the pandemic killed more people in just 24 weeks no one knows where it began speculation's gone on for years the trenches of europe is where the deadly strain appears from pack trains and hospitals around the globe it spread the war strain of the virus that left so many dead unequal but barely anywhere was left untouched though the greatest share of dying was reserved for the poorest colonies of the empires and their wars that created this disease if you have a couple hours then do something with me conduct a little research into your family tree if you look into it it won't take long quite likely you will find in 1918 you left an ancestor behind knew no borders it went from the front lines which had increased its deadliness as if by design it circled the whole planet so many people died they dug mass graves everywhere put your relatives inside a world war was raging like the earth had never seen whole generations lined up killing machines but aside from a few islands and some mountain peaks the pandemic killed more people in just 24 weeks So that was our interview with David Rovix. And um, David, I have to thank you for introducing me to him. We've been in touch a number of times uh, since the interview. And um, it's crazy, but we're actually uh, attempting to write a song together. <laughs> and, Excellent. Uh, and That's also, so cool. um, uh, he had planned for me to do some work that maybe do a music video for him, but we'll see how that turns out. It's, it's a little crazy because uh, he is out there where... Uh, there are secret police roaming the streets, so <laughs> yeah, he's 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 having a time, and and I have to say too, it's it's been a little crazy for me trying to figure out how to run a uh, production company, uh, doing recording and stuff during the time of COVID. It's it's 
it's been a little crazy for everybody. And yeah, um, definitely. So, but it was very, uh, very inspiring uh, getting to meet him, and as well as our next interviewer, uh, who yeah. was equally inspiring um, for me, uh, and in getting to know her and her work and um, what she is all about musically. Um, this is such a <laughs> the the. Um, I know the reason for starting the show, you know, in my mind was always to expose other people to music. I didn't really think through how I would be exposed to new music and new artists. And it's just awesome. Yeah, well, I think I've, you know, I think we both really enjoy that. There's things each of us introduced to the other that, you know, because we have a lot in common, uh, we we tend to like the things the other person brings to the table. So I think that's that's super cool. And uh, yeah, so we we interviewed Chris Matthews, and that's Chris C R Y S, uh, uh, for our Black Lives Matter episode. But we got to talk to her also about this beautiful song, kind of a, a power ballad that she wrote, uh, co-wrote, called Six Feet Apart." So we'll get to hear her talk about that, and then uh, hear that wonderful song. I've heard the song that you wrote. Um, uh, you know, co-wrote uh, Six Feet Apart, which I thought oh, was yeah, really delightful. And uh, so Thank maybe you. you could just, uh, if we have time, you tell us a little bit about Six Feet Apart as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess if you're if you're going to go through a pandemic, it's nice to be quarantined with another songwriter. Um, <laughs> so Heather and I actually live together uh, here in D.C. And so the it was like March 12th, I think. We were driving from Chicago back home finishing a leg of her tour. And it was like, we stopped in Pittsburgh to just try to get some sleep so that we could make the rest of the trip. We wake up and emails start trickling in, like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And we're just watching like the loss of income just escalate, escalate, escalate. We're like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And by the time we we got home, we had lost like $20,000 worth of gigs. It was crazy. And so we're like, oh my God, what is happening in the world, period, full stop, what is happening? And so, you know, a couple of days of shell shock later, um, we first figured out what we were going to do to try to, Heather is uh, very mental health focused. She's a a mental health advocate in in the work that she does with her music, um, as well as being a phenomenal social justice songwriter as well. And so kind of her first instinct was to lean in and figure out like, how can we help our fans kind of get through this? Um, Because this is so scary and crazy and nobody that we know has ever lived through anything like this at all and so we put together this community um, called apart together and we do this online series on sundays with them and so it was like we we kind of went into the trenches and started doing that work doing that work doing that work and then i started writing this song in my room one day and was like she walked by and she's like what are you working on and i played a little bit for her and it was like, I was completely nerding out. I was trying to like rebel against my folk Americana tendencies. And so I was writing this cool, like <laughs> reggaeton kind of song. And she was like, no, that's a power ballad. It's not a reggaeton song. <laughs> no. And I was like, do you want to write it with me? Because we've known each other for seven years, but we've never written a song together. We sing together all the time. But we have never written together. So here we are stuck in the house. not able to work so like we have no excuse we have at that point a relative amount of time on our hands which we don't anymore because we're doing the first ever virtual pride tour now so now we have no time but then it was like very serendipitous we had all this time on our hands and she was like yeah I'd love to write it with you so we started and it just 
started flowing so beautifully. I mean, we finished it in like a day and a half. And um, because it was like, we made this video of it and released this video and people loved it so much. Like the joy that we were getting sent our way from how much people related to and, and felt soothed by that song was so beautiful. We were like, oh man, okay, we're gonna have to release it. Like we can't just keep it. We're gonna have to release it because people can't just watch a YouTube video. They're gonna wanna listen to it. So Heather in her amazing capacity, like hunkered down, figured out how to basically be a producer and an engineer just instantaneously. Um, we got with our string, well, her strings guy uh, who lives in LA was like, okay, I'm in. Our producer who lives in Bethesda, Maryland was like, I'm in, great. An artist in North Carolina was like, I'm in, totally. So it was like five different creatives across four different states. It was something like 3000 miles or something like that. And we just came together and made it work. We made this, this beautiful song and then we're, we're able to release it out into the world. And um, we're actually working on the music video for it now. So yeah, I hope, I hope you all get to hear that song. It's, it is really beautiful. I'm actually, it's one of the songs I am, of which I'm most proud. It's so beautiful, you mm -hmm. know? And it like to have been able to try to find something beautiful in a time like this. Like, I guess that's why it means so much to me because um, I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid and a nerd. And so I just like to feel like my mom's proud of my good heart, if nothing else. And so that made me feel good to kind of be able to, to make something beautiful in a time that could have very easily felt not beautiful at all and has not been beautiful for a lot of people um, who have had to experience loss and heartbreak during this time. Um, and I think that's also one of the reasons why a lot of people are enjoying that song, responding to it so positively, because it does feel so hopeful and there is a lot to be afraid of right now and there's still a lot that's unknown so i think a, a lot of people have found a lot of comfort in finding such a pretty song about this time mm -hmm. that's great awesome. yeah so much fear so much chaos you've been asking who's gonna save us turn off the tv and turn off your phone yeah we're safe if we stay at home we can sing if we want to. We can still dance the whole night through. We can lock eyes from across the room. We don't need to touch. I can feel you. Six feet apart won't stop us. Don't need to hold you in my arms. I still know you in the dark. Just cause I can't kiss you underneath the moonlight Doesn't mean you have to feel alone tonight Let's get closer From six feet apart I can't remember the last time I slowed down long enough to memorize The lines on your face And the way your laugh lights up Doesn't mean you have to feel alone tonight. 
six feet we can apart. light up the dark we can light up the dark if we don't, don't let this change us Ooh, let love undo all the fear and hate us six feet apart won't stop us don't need to hold you in my arms i still know All right, so uh, we also got a special chance to interview John McCutcheon earlier for mm-hmm. another episode, and he, uh, like David Rovix, has put out an entire album <laughs> related to this situation called Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. and he sent us a couple uh, of songs from that early on before it was even released. We feel so special. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> yes. and uh, so we got to hear him talk about these Songs, which once again, you know, kind of bring out these very different approaches, different perspectives on the situation, both the uh, thinking about privilege and also thinking about how we could rethink everything and want to retain some of the things that we get from this strange and difficult situation, because not everything about it is bad. Yeah. Great. Here's our interview. You just mentioned uh, a moment ago your your new project, The Cabin Fever album, and we were really fortunate, Rodney and I, to get a couple of those songs in advance from you. Can you talk about the uh, two songs that you wrote during this time? The, during well, I actually wrote about 20. Mm-hmm. I, I, I returned from Australia, a tour in Australia in mid-March, um, to a very different country than I had left mm-hmm. three weeks earlier. Um, and because I traveled internationally, um, and my mother-in-law uh, lives with us, and she's 89, mm-hmm. uh, I thought I should go into self-quarantine. So my wife was also a writer, uh, and I have a little log mm-hmm. cabin in the North Georgia mountains, and I went there for, with my dog for three weeks. And, um, and I just wrote. Um, I have a, a bit of a ritual when I get up in the morning, um, and then, you know, I, I had this, this expanse of time. I knew I was going to have to be there for at least two, two and a half weeks. And I thought, well, how can I creatively use this time? And some of it came from, uh, well, sheltered in place, for instance, uh, came from uh, one of those phone calls that we've all had with old friends or loved ones that we normally would shut down after 15 or 20 minutes, maybe just sort of having this internal, I got to go clock going on. But all these conversations were well over an hour long. And uh, he told me about the uh, Dorothy Day house in Rochester, Minnesota, mm-hmm. being shut down and all the people 
who depended upon that place had no place to go, which made them all the more vulnerable. Um, and nobody was thinking about them. And it occurred, you know, then I started thinking, well, these people have been sheltered in place for years. The order came down from the top. Everything normal must stop. Well, you may not know that took place long ago for lots of us folks here in town. Y'all just don't know we're around. I'm one of the ones you forget when tragedy makes you upset. No name and no face, just a small bit of space. No address, no email, no phone. No chance that I am not alone. I am sheltered in place for years. Nobody knows that I'm here. I'm one of the many who just disappears. I've sheltered in place for years. At the stoplight with a small cardboard sign As I slowly walk down the line You stare straight ahead No word need be said As the windows roll up one by one And you head off to home when you're done I've sheltered in place for years Nobody knows that I'm here I'm one of the many who just disappears I've sheltered in place for years My own home, it isn't too far An underpass, a tent, if I'm lucky, a car no, it wasn't all like this and won't be forever But I know there's no such word as never The Dorothy Day house closed its door Till this virus is over, can't stay there no more I don't know for sure, but I doubt there's a cure For the worst things that drive us that silently poison our heart. We've sheltered in place for years. Nobody knows that we're here. We're some of the many who just disappear. We have sheltered in place for years. And when all of this is over, similarly came from a conversation with a, uh, a writer friend of mine from Utah. And we were musing how, golly, we've spent a lot of time with our families now and people are home and they're not rushing around and 
there's, there's tough things about this, but there's also a way in which we reassess. I mean, certainly those of us in the world of music know that for the balance of this year, things are going to be very, very different mm -hmm. and perhaps longer. And so you have an opportunity to rethink, well, how is this going to be? And, and I don't want to not see, I don't know, Jimmy Fallon show home with his kids. Mm -hmm. Do I never want to see that again? No, I'd like to see that once a week or once a month. Mm -hmm. Do I want to never have time to do the kind of amount of reading I'm able to do right now? Mm -hmm. Do I want to, you know, all of a sudden I'm sitting down and eating every night with my family and usually we're, you know, grabbing stuff on the run. No, we want to have that again. So, and a lot of musicians, especially because of my position in the, in the musicians union, I'm always checking in with people. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, it's pretty tough right now, but you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm hardly spending any money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not as though it's as bad as I imagined it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And so we just thought, well, we can each get by with less. We've certainly understood that. And we can each want so much more. Mm. Yeah, that's a great line in the song. Yeah. yeah. When all of this is over, we're given the all clear. When we venture back in public and no longer have to fear. As we look back on these past months and how it used to be, I wonder if we'll jump back in quite so eagerly. Cause we had time for reading, for board games and for cards. For getting in our gardens and for cleaning up our yards We tried outrageous recipes, even learned how to bake bread Called our loved ones on the phone, spent lots more time in bed Sure we binge watched too much Netflix, blew entire days And we drove each other crazy in a hundred different ways And for supper we ate breakfast for breakfast had ice cream We learned how to be bored again Found time to dream So when all of this is over And from quarantine set free I suspect there'll be some changes From how things used to be We can each get by with less We can each want so much more Cause what matters truly matters all of this is on What matters truly matters When all of this is on So, the, the, you know, those were two of the 18 songs that ended up on, on, on this album. And it was just, again, um, you know, you get in a groove. Mm -hmm. And if this is what you do every day at this time. I mean, some people get a cocktail at five o'clock. That was the, my dad every mm -hmm. night. Yeah. And, and, but me, I would sit down and say, okay, two o'clock in the afternoon, it's a beautiful day. I'm gonna sit out on the porch with my dog and just write whatever comes. Mm -hmm. Cool. It That's seems great. like a very rich source this, because of the fact that, uh, so much has changed so suddenly um, that there's just a lot of different aspects of that to write about. Is that is that how you're feeling? Well, I mean, look at what we're doing right now. 
you know, we've learned how to, to reach out to our audiences. We're learning how to do it. You know, you're, we're getting, I'm certainly getting in touch with my inner geek. Uh -huh. You know, uh, I'm, I have outboard cameras and lighting and, <laughs> and, and my whole stage set up, set up uh -huh. so that people, because I think this, something like this is going to be with us for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, online concerts are just another tool in the toolbox. It's, yeah. It doesn't replace the energy of having human beings shoulder to shoulder right. in, in a in theater. The space, yeah. But, you know, we're, that's not going to happen for a while, shoulder to shoulder. Um, so we're just learning how to do our work in ways that can still be helpful. I mean, people ask me, I'm almost 68 years old, and uh, people are asking me all the time, well, gee, you, when are you gonna retire? <laughs> <laughs> and number one, I don't know what that means. Mm -mm. Right. <laughs> but, but my enduring images of Pete Seeger at age 93, mm -hmm. buoyed by two canes showing up at, Opera, at Occupy Wall Street, mm -hmm because his job was to be helpful yeah and he was helpful his entire life and it doesn't matter whether you're a musician or a carpenter mm -hmm. you can be helpful and use your tools your whole life you know yeah that's a pretty amazing gift yeah so one of the things that uh i think this situation brings out is this concept of the essential worker Right. You know, oh, yeah. the, the, mm -hmm. the idea that there's people who often haven't been that appreciated, you know, yeah. people who work in grocery stores mm -hmm. and deliver our mail and, uh, you know, really, truly essential things. But a lot of people take it for granted. But in this moment, mm -hmm. I think it's been more brought home like, somehow that, you know, that, that <laughs> we really rely on these people. Yes. <laughs> the essential workers are very important. They are essential and maybe when this is all done we can pay them like they're essential yeah i know like do you get the same feeling i do rodney i, I see these signs in people's lawns that say like thank you heroes and i keep thinking that you know some of those people nurses and you know postal workers and stuff like that are probably like yeah keep your thanks how about a little bit more you know in my paycheck here yeah. right <laughs> a little job security and mm -hmm. safety and you know all those kinds of things yes. so I, I yeah feel the same way yeah. Well, there's a very cool project that um, our friend Emily Joy Goldberg put together called Songs from the Inside, and it's a compilation of, I think, pretty much all Philadelphia area songwriters. Hmm. Um, Jenny and I have a song on it, but they're all songs that are written during quarantine. Some of them are political, some of them are not, mm -hmm. um, And uh, but one of the ones that I felt like was kind of more on the political side is from Marion Halliday. And it very much gets into this idea of, you know, um, kind of underappreciating a lot of people who now we're looking at more as essential workers. It's called I Don't Know Them. Mm. Um, and that's going to go into a, a song by a college friend of mine, Amanda Yudis Kessler, uh, who asked me to record her song, Jesus, the Essential Worker. And um, so you're going to hear me singing it, but it's it's Amanda's song. And... Uh, I even have to do a little Spanish in it, which hopefully I did okay. Ah, don't be sad. <laughs> Como se <amo>? Si. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a listen. 
don't know the man Picks up my garbage I just know he comes and gets it on Tuesday nights Don't know the girl Who bags my groceries But I like how she wraps the eggs up Good and tight Don't know the bus driver And the third floor unit But I smile at her She walks her annoying dog And I don't know the firefighter Lives on the corner, but I sure love to watch him when he goes for a jog. I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them at all. I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them at all. Don't know the farmer who grows the avocados that I used to make perfect lunch salad today don't know the guy who tested my water and made sure it's safe to drink and tasted okay don't know the folks who strung the power lines but i'm glad they make my house so bright and warm and i don't know the car patrolling the highway i just know she's there to keep me safe from any harm I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them at all. I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them at all. Why should I care what happens to them? They're not my family, they're not my friends. Maybe the question should be. Why should they care what happens to me? Don't know the lab tech who sticks me with needles. I just know I never could do her job at all. Don't know the nurse who takes my blood pressure, but he makes me feel better just doing his job. Don't know the EMT who raced to save me gave me a chance to try and fight this thing and i don't know the doctors making the new vaccines i just know without them there's no hope of Essential worker never made a lot of money. 
rode a bike and fed the hungry, carrying deliveries. Jesus, the essential worker, drove a truck and dropped off boxes, ran a shelter for the homeless, caring for the least of these. Jesus, the essential worker, made the beds and changed the dressings, Clean another ventilator, wiped another toilet down. Jesus, the essential worker, mopped the floor and stocked the freezer. Waited for a bus to take her to the poor part of town. You can see it in the numbers, some lives matter more than others. Every day it makes me wonder who's essential, what that means. We could choose to feed the hungry, heal the sick, and love our neighbors. We could be essential workers, building up the world we dream. Jesús siempre trabajando, comida dando y cuidando, enseñando y curando, trayendo amor a todos. Jesús pobre para los pobres, viajando solo en el metro. Jesús enfermo, Jesús enferma, Jesús llorando y rezando. Jesus, the essential worker, had a job with no insurance, no protection from infection, no paid leave when he got ill. Jesus, the essential worker, died in pain, alone, forsaken. Jesus, the essential worker, feeds the hungry even still. Every worker is essential, also every human being. Soul and body, mind and story, each essential in our way. When we choose to feed the hungry, heal the sick and love our neighbors, Jesus, the essential worker, lives in all our lives today. So that was... uh... David Heitler, Clevens. I'm sure you guys have heard of him before with the <laughs> song uh, Jesus, the Essential Worker, and that was written by his friend... Amanda Yudis Kessler. Amanda Yudis Another Kessler. hyphenated person. Yes, another... <laughs> <laughs> and that that's pretty amazing song there. Yeah, I like it. I had a really funny thing, though. I, I sent the recording to my parents, mm-hmm. and my parents thought that I had written it. And for anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm a secular Jew. It, that The idea that I would have written a song called Jesus the Essential Worker was hilarious to me, and especially that my parents would have thought that because, of course, they know me better than anybody. But they said to me, and this is probably true, that you know, if I were to write a song about Jesus, it would be a song like that. So... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, there you have it. <laughs> uh, so the, up next, uh, David's going to be back again with Jenny in a song that he wrote called Apart from Two of a Kind. Mm-hmm. And Apart is actually a four-part round. Very, very simple song. Um, and then we're going to hear it, one more song before the end of this episode that comes from that same uh, project that I mentioned before, Songs from the Inside. And it's a song by Gary King, a very beautiful, soulful song called 
end of the world. Don't worry, it's not as depressing as it sounds. Mm. For now we stay apart It's because we care So that when we're together again More of us will be there For now we stay Everything for them is fine 
Listening to Music for the New Revolution. I'm Rodney Wittenberg. I'm David Heitler Clevens. Music for the New Revolution is produced at Melody Vision Recording Studios in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Music for the New Revolution is written and produced by David Heitler Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg. And edited and co-produced by Ben Flax. You can find us at musicforthenewrevolution.com or MFTNR. Like us on Facebook and follow our Spotify playlist. And our podcasts can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can also be a patron, a supporter of our podcast on Patreon. This is Music, Music for, for the, the New, New Revolution. Revolution. Commercial for a pop and pill culture Drug companies circling like a vulture